Kaylee Gonsalves' father is hiring a lawyer to get something done. Alec Murdoch wants the prosecutors to tell him why he'd want to harm his wife and son. The Colorado Springs Club Q perpetrator is formally charged. And then finally, our dumb criminal of the day. Let's talk about it. Welcome to Crime Talk. My name is Scott Reich. You know the drill. Subscribe if you haven't. Like if you do. Hit that little bell to receive notifications. And as always, leave me a comment below. And remember, you can listen to us on any of your favorite podcasting apps. Yes, we have a sponsor of today's show, and it's CrimeTalkSearch.com. Go there, sign up for a background subscription service. And when you do, you can do an unlimited number of searches uh, while you have that service and you can cancel at any time. And when you do that search, a report is literally going to be generated while you wait and you're going to get information about financial uh, obligations. Are there judgments against somebody? Are they married? Are they divorced? Do they have a criminal history? Do they have to put themselves on one of those public registries? You know what I'm saying? Things that maybe people aren't going to tell you exactly when they're trying to get to know you. So if you're getting to try to know them, do the safe thing and go to crimetalksearch.com and get that background search done. You'll be happy you did. All right, let's go ahead and open the docket for December 7th, 2022. The family of slain University of Idaho student Kaylee Gonzalez is hiring a lawyer as their relationship with the police continues to splinter while the sputtering investigation into the quadruple killing nears now its fourth week. Now, Mr. Gonzalez said there are things that we can request and things we can do to get to the truth faster. That's what Steve Gonzalez said in an interview. He continued that the family is interested in using an attorney to force police to release more evidence in the case. The family is also hiring a private investigator because they are fed up with delays backtracks and a lack of information from the Moscow Police Department, the Idaho State Police, as well as the FBI. He believes having an attorney will help put pressure on the agencies to provide answers, not only to his family, but the other victims, but the public as well. Now, the Moscow Police Chief James Fry also said in the interview that his detectives are still hard at work on the case, combing through evidence and interviewing potential witnesses. And although they've not identified a suspect or found a murder weapon nearly a month after the killing of Madison Mogan, Kaylee Gonzalez, Ethan Chapin, and Zena Kernodal, who were all found obviously stabbed to death in their rented off-campus home, built into a hill near the school on November 13th. Two other roommates who lived in the house on the first floor, which had its own entrance, were not harmed, and the police don't believe that they had anything to do with the homicides. Now, the Moscow police also said that they had planned to remove personal belongings no longer needed in the investigation on Wednesday morning, and they actually showed up to do that today. And the police chief said that they are returning these items to the family because as a dad, he understands that the family wants some of these items back. Now, the Moscow Police Department has uh, 36 members on its force, um, and they're obviously in charge of leading this investigation. They put out another statement saying that, once again, these personal items will be transported to a secure storage location where the family members can go view the items and retrieve the items that they want to take with them. 
and they insist that they are making progress on the investigation. I know the family is quite concerned that this case is going to go cold. The police chief is confident that his investigators will not let the case go cold. But here we are almost four weeks into this investigation with no leads whatsoever. I hope I'm wrong, but I think it's cold. Just saying. Next on the docket, Alex Murdoch wants to know why he would want to harm his wife. That's right. Lawyers for the accused double murderer, former attorney Alec Murdoch, filed a motion Tuesday asking the judge to order prosecutors to reveal why they believe the uh, attorneys had motives to allegedly kill his wife and son. Now, the motion is called a bill of particulars. We have talked about that on many, many occasions on this show because that's when the defense says, boy, we just have no idea where you're going with this. We just don't understand why someone will be prosecuted. This motion is probably dead on arrival simply for the fact that, well, the prosecution doesn't have to give the motive as to the killings. A bill of particulars is usually there to say, hey, you've charged a statute. There are six subsections under the statute, and you didn't specify which subsection, so I want to know which subsection. Good lawyering, trying to shake that information out for their own defense purposes. I get it, but it's simply um, probably going to be denied. But in the motion, the attorneys ask that they want the state uh, to say why he would want to kill his wife, Maggie, and his youngest son, Paul. Now, knowing the purported motive would enable the defense to identify relevant inculpatory or exculpatory evidence in advance of trial, which is what the lawyers are arguing. Nice try, but I don't think it's going to work. Now, the South Carolina Attorney General's office um, hasn't uh, written a response just yet, but I'm sure it will be, you've received everything, we don't have to tell you, uh, what the motive is. And frankly, one could probably argue quite reasonably that, well, you know, she was looking for a divorce. Uh, she wanted an accounting of all the uh, finances. Oh, and her son and the son, Paul, well, he was, you know, caused all this trouble to be uh, brought to the uh, forefront. And, uh, but for him, uh, none of these problems probably ever would have come out as it relates to the Alec Murdoch uh, alleged financial uh, misdeeds that he engaged in, allegedly. But Mr. Murdoch was charged with, uh, obviously, the murder of his wife and son uh, in July. He's pled not guilty to those charges. And uh, since the night of June 7th, 2021, when the bodies of Paul and Maggie were found on the uh, rural estate, on the rural estate, the motive behind their deaths has been much cause of speculation by members of the public and numerous publications and documentaries. Murdoch's lawyers um, have publicly said their client had no reason at all to kill his wife and son, and they intend to raise the utter unlikelihood of a husband and father killing his wife and son as a defense in the case. There's no witnesses to the killings, nor was the Murdoch property a 1,700-acre estate under surveillance by video cameras. Paul was killed with a shotgun, Maggie with an assault rifle, and uh, Mr. Murdoch himself absenced himself briefly from the property, called 911 to report the bodies on his return to the estate, and Mr. Murdoch is now scheduled for trial on January 23rd, and I hope it goes on that date. That, ladies and gentlemen, 
is exercising one's right to a speedy trial. All right, some formal charges have come down for Mr. Anderson Lee Aldrich. That's right, he's one of these cowards, one of these cowards that likes to go into clubs and do, or schools or malls or whatever. He's a coward. Well, he was formally charged with the Club Q shooting. And um, the charges include, obviously, murder in the first degree, bias-motivated crime, assault in the first degree, criminal attempt to commit assault in the first degree. The crime of violence and sentencing enhancers are added as well. Now, the 22-year-old who apparently allegedly opened fire at Club Q, an LGBTQ nightclub, killed five people and injuring um, others on the evening of November 19th in Colorado Springs here in Colorado. Now, the defense has maintained that Mr. Aldrich is non-binary and uses pronouns of they and them. Uh, with the new charges, prosecutors are alleging that the 22-year-old targeted the business with a bigoted mindset. The uh, Club Q shooter uh, suspect who uh, changed his name at the age of 15 from Nicholas Franklin Brink with their family support was previously arrested in 2021 in what was listed as a kidnapping case. Uh, the mother, uh, Laura Lee Vopel, claimed Mr. Aldrich threatened her with a homemade bomb, multiple weapons, and ammunition. There were no formal charges as the case was dismissed and sealed. Now, Mr. Aldrich's father, a guy by the name of Aaron Brink, apparently a former porn actor who once appeared in the TV show Intervention, uh, gave an interview. And after being told that his son was the suspected mass murderer, Mr. Brief expressed relief that at least he wasn't gay. He said, quote, you know Mormons don't do gay. We don't do gay, he said. There's no gay in the Mormon church. We don't do gay. Now, there's no excuse for killing, he added uh, much later in the interview. But if you're killing people, there's something wrong. It's, it's just not the answer. You think? Yep. All right. I think, yeah, that case, I don't even know what to think of it yet. I don't know. Um, a lot of stuff came out. We wanted to wait and see. Then he came out as non-binary um, after everybody. I, I don't know. It's going to be a weird case, ladies and gentlemen. Obviously, it's not a whodunit. Uh, Colorado doesn't have the death penalty anymore, so it'll probably be years and years of delay, and um, he'll go to prison for the rest of his life, times five, plus all the other counts as well. I just don't get it. Cowards. Cowards, cowards, cowards. Uh, anyone that would go up and uh, shoot uh, up any location like that. Cowards. Next on the docket, our dumb criminal of the day. A Chicago police officer that went on a vacation to Florida was arrested yesterday after uh, being caught urinating into an ice machine at a beachside bar. Now, according to the police affidavit, uh, they charged the uh, Chicago lawman with battery and disorderly conduct. It is alleged that an employee of the Jimmy B's Beach Bar in St. Petersburg, Florida, was attempting to get ice from the ice machine around 1230 a.m. when he discovered Henry Capuch, quote, pissing on the ice machine. When the employee told Mr. Capuch to stop, the accused urinator cursed at the employee and then shoved him a couple of times. 
Capuch subsequently shoved a security guard, according to the police as well. Upon arrival at the bar, which is part of the Beachcomber Resort, police found Mr. Capuch and his girlfriend on the sand nearby. Mr. Capuch then actively resisted and did not obey lawful commands while being detained. Mr. Capuch was arrested for battery and disorderly conduct, both misdemeanors, certainly not something that's going to endear himself to his boss and the citizens that he serves in Chicago. And uh, he was able to bond out of custody and feel what it's like to be arrested after posting a $650 bond. But wait, there's more. According to the officer's arrest affidavit, they noted, get this, indication of alcohol. Are you shocked? So am I, because I thought it made everybody make really good decisions. I'm shocked. Anyway, Mr. Capuch, you are a dumb criminal of the day. You're a police officer. You're supposed to do it better and cleaner than everybody else. You failed miserably, and now you've made it to the crime talk, dumb criminal of the day. Congratulations. You made it. All right, that's all we have for you today. Have a wonderful day, not just a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow on Crime Talk.